Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Ethan Taylor. How are you two doing? Pretty good. Yeah. Oh. Excited again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Doing our Saw double feature, you know, arguably the greatest Easter movies you can watch. Actually, I don't know, but we're going to start that trend. Jigsaw died for our sins. Yes. Yeah. There was a resurrection in the first movie, so yes. I think we can say it counts. Um, and isn't Walbury's head crushed by the ice things in a Jesus pose type thing? in four ah very potentially that was yeah that was the ice that was the two ice blocks the only thing i remember before yeah Yeah. christ pose technically you also assume that the son is dead at one point in this one too and he comes back so eric knudsen yes eric knudsen i know it's not knudsen but i just wanted his name to be (laughs) knudsen He's officially I'm, a dude. I'm, I'm, I'm renaming him. He's a dude's in now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, dude. Uh, yeah. Um, we're here to talk about Saw 2. Uh, a movie that is just amazing. It's Saw 2. And I think I like Saw 2 not because it's a better movie than Saw 1, but because it's a dumber movie than Saw 1. Yeah. But Darren Lynn Bousman knew the assignment. Yes. Mm-hmm. 100%. And, and arguably, he still does. Because he's the one that took the series and ran with it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think as much as I I think the first movie's got some merit, I think the second movie is just more like, it is more of a slasher. Mm-hmm. Uh, high emphasis on the kills, emphasis on, you know, trying to make these movies as memorable as possible. Not so yep. much for the story, but for the kills. Um, mm-hmm. Which... I'm, I'm for it, sure. Yeah. I mean, they, they still do some twisty turnies at the end. Like, they do some reveals that are pretty cool um, yeah. with, with how things are played out. It's a little it's a little uh, tiny-whiny, not necessarily in the sense that, uh, kind of like you mentioned, like mentioned last podcast, it's, it's not in the sense that we're getting flashbacks. But, you know, things are happening in sequences that you don't expect them to be happening in, I guess. I'm not letting the audience glaze over the fact that you just did a Doctor Whoism. I can't help it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Doctor Who is ingrained in my very being. Yeah, so. for sure, for sure. Oh yeah. Also, I like how um, I don't know if it's ever explicitly stated, but I'm pretty sure this movie and the third movie are happening. Oh wait, no, it's the third movie and the fourth movie that are happening yeah. at the same time. Never same mind. time, yeah. Crash that. Never mind. Yeah. But um, I mean, this is a movie. This is a a movie. We can 100% confirm. Um, <laughs> Part of the term. Uh, so, what exactly is Saw 2 even about? Well, let me pull up the synopsis here. A detective and his fam, or a detective and his team, must rescue eight people trapped in a factory by a twisted serial killer known as Jigsaw. And uh, yeah, that's 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 yeah. 
you know, in some ways, it kind of reminds me a bit of, like, yeah, Friday the 13th, where it's like, they're up in the summer camp, they're in, uh, they're in Jason's woods, he's going to kill them, simple enough. And this one, it's like, yeah, Jigsaw's kidnapping people, and some people want to try to save them. That's, that's the movie. And you know what? Yeah. I love, I love the simplicity of it. That's all we needed from a Saw movie. Um, but, uh, Although I, f- I feel like in this instance, the, the cop is kind of the one who's more like Jason in that he just keeps showing up. He just keeps coming back in other movies. Whereas yeah. Jigsaw yeah. gets a final end at some point. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, cool. Let's see. Um, what was the first time you watched uh, Saw 2? In theaters. Yep. Same. So most likely... Most likely, they're on or near my birthday with all my friends and my mom. And it was a great experience. I definitely watched them as a teenager. Uh, unlike the first movie, I cannot convince a youth group to go watch it. So <laughs> it cannot repeat itself. Uh, but I think I remember, like, we rented the DVD from Blockbuster. It was Halloween or something. Uh no, maybe it wasn't Halloween. I think it probably would have been closer to like, I think it might have been New Year's Eve. Yeah. And we rented it and we just watched it and was like, this is awesome. Because, um, yeah, after I saw the first movie, I was like, I need to see this new one. And uh, held up. Held up. Um, yeah. uh, got a few emails here. Sam says, my favorite soft film, you finally get to see what Jigsaw is capable of. Arguably, was what Jigsaw was capable of in the first movie, too, but... Yeah. You see what the Jigsaw was capable of with the help of Amanda. Yes. 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 I know that's the that's kind of one of the bigger... Or the twisty turny of this movie, is Amanda's put in the trap again, and you just assume, oh, that's unlucky. Mm-hmm. You know, getting targeted by the same serial killer twice. Sucks to be you. Uh, and then the big twist reveal is that she was actually in on it the whole time. Like, even in... Well... I guess I don't want to spoil too much, I guess, for the third movie. Maybe no one cares. I'm not quite sure. But her role goes far beyond what is revealed in this movie. And especially in the third one, you get a lot of backstory into, like, maybe a little more about who she is as a person and uh, how she's either helped or hindered in some of the traps, which is actually kind of cool. The third one, if like, if you like the first two, I definitely think the third one is worth it to watch. Um, maybe not so much any of the other ones. Yeah. Um... I uh, yeah. I don't agree that you, yeah you see what Jigsaw is capable because again we saw it in the first film but I think it's more like because we've taken the veil away we know now who Jigsaw is and his story more or less I mean yeah they kind of flesh it out more in this one but still you more or less understand what Jigsaw is up to I think it just makes it a bit more entertaining in that sense so mm-hmm. yeah I guess when it really comes down to it it's it's interesting that there's a bunch of people trapped in the same place together. Um, that kind of puts a different spin on some of the traps. But the traps in the house are they are fairly simple. They're, like, there's a furnace where a guy catches on fire. There's the needle pit where nobody actually dies in that one. It's just torture, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is there? The gun door. Just a gun behind a door. Um, but I think the context of it being a bunch of people in a house together... Um, is kind of what puts the spin on it. And honestly, I, I know that, like, the story is what it is because this is how it happens, but, like, there were individual traps in that house for each of the characters that were in that room, and I feel like 
we didn't get to see each character's like individual trap for themselves and i kind of am a little like oh I, I wish i could know what some of these characters had planned for or like what jigsaw had planned for some of these people to go through you know because most of them just die by uh xavier's hand for the most part which is kind of is what it is mm-hmm. cool. uh let's see James says, Solid One is obviously the best, but two and three were decent. Four onwards, it started getting a bit silly, and the last one was ridiculous. Yep. That checks out. It just kind of becomes like Gore Olympics of like, ooh, what, who, which person can we put in this terrible situation, and how can we get the most blood and guts out of it, basically? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey guys, I hate to do this. I have to use a washroom really quickly. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so, sorry, guys. All right, we're back. He was returned from the washroom. Yes. Apologies. Hey, you know what? Major calls. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, we were talking about how the rest of the soft franchise after three is just not great. Um, no. Four onwards is just, you know, it's not great. Um, I mean, if you like, like, hostile torture porn kind of stuff, then actually maybe you will enjoy those movies. But there's definitely not as much uh, successful story to keep you kind of involved. Or maybe they try. I, I'm going to be honest, I haven't seen all of them, so I guess I can't really say. <laughs> well, what happened? Did Jake start coming to your room? Yeah, it seems like. All of a sudden, I just, all the sound dropped out. went to the bathroom during a podcast. Maybe he doesn't like that. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very, there's very sticky lines when it comes to uh, Jigsaw. Yeah, he's very particular about what he likes and dislikes. You took an extra five minutes on your lunch break. <laughs> I saw no eat this lunch at razor blades. I saw you eyeing that girl in the aisle, even though you were someone, ah, it was just a look. You're going to have to gouge your own eyes out. Like, look <laughs> excessive. Um, the final email, Henry says, thoughts on Donnie Wahlberg in this movie? He's fucking great. He's not a good actor, but you know what? I think he's just what this movie needed. Yeah, absolutely. I really just needed someone to be as angry as possible for the length of the film, and I think he definitely pulls that off. Is this the most famous movie he's been in? Uh, yeah, the, I'm probably the one with the biggest legs on it, for sure. Let's um, see what IMDb says. Oh, yeah, it's his number one movie, and then after that is Ransom, where he plays Cubby Barnes, The Sixth Sense, where he plays Vincent Gray. Oh, he's a he's. I mean, he's a pivotal role in Sixth Sense because uh, spoilers, he kills Bruce Willis. Yes. And, then, and he's in Dead Silence. And come on, give it up for Dead Silence, everybody. Yeah. That was the movie that they were filming. Like that's. I think isn't that why James Wan and Lee Manuel couldn't yeah. come back first two because they were true. doing. Yeah. 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 Also, just looked up Donnie Wahlberg and see that he's married to uh, Jane McCarthy. So that's a tidbit I didn't realize already. Uh, anti vaxxer Yeah. They seem like the type. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, not cool. These anti been cool. The cutting all words. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, let's see here. Uh, best line in this movie. Um, there was a couple that I liked because they were like subtle digs at Johnny Wahlberg's character. Mm-hmm. Um, one in particular, oh, hold on, I have to find where I wrote it down again. Um, it's in the conversation that he's having where he's like, I just want you to sit and listen to me and then you'll get your son back. 
Jigsaw says, what would you have done five years ago? Would you have followed the manual then? Would you have broken my jaw with a flashlight? And, like, you don't really get any more context into where that quote comes from. But I think Eric Matthews right after that says, oh, you know a lot about me. So, obviously, just with that one quote, Jigsaw is revealing that, yeah, this is a corrupt cop who uses violence a lot. Way, like, excessive violence when he doesn't need to. Um, and I always like those little digs at him because they are a little more subtle. They're not just, like, in your face. Like, obviously, you see his anger issues later in the film. But that is probably like one of the first real lines that is like, oh, okay, he's not just a cop. He's he's an angry cop. Um, mine is a really dumb line, but I had I laughed way more than I should have hearing it. That's when Xavier picks up uh, Avi's dope from Jigsaw, and he's like, Obi? And then Joe's is like, what the fuck is an Obi? And then, <laughs> and then Avi's like, Avi is my name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. I like the, 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 that one caught the, I think, Rig, where he's like, we're in the wrong fucking house. I've been dead this whole fucking time. Yeah. Oh, that whole scene is like at the moment in this movie where you're like, okay, there is shit going down that. Yeah. A little twisty dirty. It's not just at face value. Um, I think there's a scene, too, where uh, Eric Matthews is like just beating the shit out of Jigsaw, and Jigsaw goes, that's the Eric Matthews they gave medals to. Even though, like, that beatdown was very deserved. Yeah, for sure. That was funny. I saw on Twitter, and I don't know why I find this also so funny, but there's Twitter up, uh, bio called, or Twitter handle called Crazy Fog Info. It says Crazy Frog has died. We'll follow up with updates if slash when I get confirmation. And then the official Crazy Fog uh, account replies that I don't think so. <laughs> on the internet um okay best performance in this movie Donnie Wahlberg done <laughs> Shawnee yeah if anything for the needle pit scene yeah that was a good one that was good I like, that's my favorite scene in the movie given that it's not there's, it's not a death though but mm-hmm. it needs an honorable mention to be yeah yeah um I'm also disappointed that the um, she's the cop Carrie who's in, like super investigating the Jigsaw murders and all that stuff. Um, I kind of wish they did something a little more with her character. I thought her character was cool. I thought the acting was really well done with her. Where like oh Dina Meyer. Yeah, um, where she was just like kind of involved in it. I mean, there are a couple scenes where it's obvious that she doesn't really understand exactly what's going on with Jigsaw and why he's doing things, but. Like, I, I feel like there could have been a more through line with her where she goes on and does more stuff in the next films. But, I mean, I won't get too spoilery, but she, she doesn't do a lot in the later films. <laughs> no, and she has a very cool death scene, though. Yes, that that's true. Although that's I just feel angel. like... Uh, yeah, I feel like... Oh, that's technically another Jesus pose that she did. Too. Yep, yep. Um, I just wish they could have done a little bit more with her. Like, mm-hmm. she was investigating him, you know? She could have had some really cool insights that she contributed, and instead, I feel like she got a little sidelined, but... Oh, well. The only the only female, the only woman that gets cool stuff to do in any of the Saw movies is uh, Shawnee Smith. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which makes sense, considering who she is, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, like, does that make her a screen queen? Because she was also in The Blob. Yeah, it's true. So... Um, I also want to give a performance shout-out to some of the uh, scene changes that happen in this movie, specifically when Eric Matthews is walking. He gets a call in his apartment, and then he's walking through a door, and then all of a sudden he's, 
like in the police office. Or yeah. The police that was, that the was edits cool. are, there's some really great edits in this movie. Yeah, like just like those little finishing touches almost that yeah. kind of make this more of a polished movie than the first one especially. Yeah, Bousman brings a lot of cool edits. Uh, not even in just this movie, there's there's a few that come later that in, in the series you're like, wow, that was very inventive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I like um, I forget who what her name is in the movie, but um, Emmanuel Vaugier's character, uh, she puts her arms into this box and with the the, the blades uh, that come around her arms. I like yeah. that one. I like that one quite a bit. Uh, um, what the fuck's her name again? I totally forget. Uh, Addison. Oh right, I feel like they maybe only mention it like once in the entire movie. Yeah. Um, worst death in this movie is Beverly Mitchell's character who just falls over. Oh. Rolls over and dies. Yeah, the poison. That's yeah. not, that's, that's so that's fucking not. stupid. It was, even in theaters, I was like, well, that was anticlimactic. Yeah. I we mean, all wanted to see the seventh heaven girl die. We all did. <laughs> She's too pure. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, she she went to jail for, like, I think it was, like, stealing or something like that. And I don't even remember if they say it in the movie, but that's yeah. what she went to jail for. But she's just too pure and innocent. They can't have her die. A terrible death. Well, because Jigsaw's just a judgy little bitch. Actually, though. Like I've got cancer, so I have I'm the arbiter of all of your truths. Also, like obviously these people are not living the most straight and narrow lives imaginable, but they're essentially suffering because of Eric Matthews, someone who they've already suffered because of. Which yeah. I just feel like is even more shitty than them oh, already being stuck in this jigsaw trap. Yeah. Like first they get put in jail because of Eric Matthews, like because he plants evidence and is a total fucking asshole cop. But now they're also in this trap. Because of Eric Matthews again. Like, this is more Eric Matthews' game than it is their game, you know? And so, oh, that's just even more, like, fuck you, Jigsaw. (laughs) You're a huge piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, And Eric Matthews doesn't even, I don't think he even learns anything from this. He just gets angrier and angrier. Yeah. Oh, the death mask. Yeah. yeah. That was that was one of the more actual like individual traps that we saw in this movie. I can't remember if they really focus on anyone else's like individual trap as much uh, as that one. No. I mean, Obi gets burned in the furnace, but like. Yeah, yeah. Other than the ones that happened in the house, because like the first movie, they had like at least two or three that were like flashbacks to other people's, whereas this one, maybe just because they didn't focus on flashbacks as much in this movie. But, a lot yeah. that happened because of like shit around them. Like the cops get electrocuted, and then I think it's like Laura who just dies from the face of her gas. Like this is little yeah. Man. So weak. Yeah. Yeah. Even like Xavier's death. He's like the big dude, big drug dealer dude who like follows. He follows me on Twitter. Oh, nice. Frank, Frankie G. No, on Instagram. Sorry, he follows me on Instagram. Nice. Um, I feel like his he he got an all right death, I guess. But even then, it wasn't like. Like, I wanted him to die in a trap. I wanted him to get, like, stuck somewhere and then not be able to get out and see a little bit of, like, a, you know? But he just kind of gets his throat cut with the, the saw, which, yeah. th- there's another thing in the series is, like, the first movie was called Saw because it was an actual saw as, like, part of a plot point. Yeah. And that's the only movie where that actually happens. I think this is the last time we ever see mm-hmm. a saw like that in any of the other movies that are named after that tool. Anyways. Yeah. Um, 
don't know. It's it's hard to say. I would say the razor wrist glass box, but I think I have to say that also for dumbest decision because. Did <laughs> um, he even think? She's just like, all right. I know, and she could have got out of that if she didn't stick her other. Anyway, I'm going to save that rant for later. But um, <laughs> I also I might also go with the death the death mask just because that was like such a such a classic saw jigsaw trap. Yeah. See, it's like right at the beginning, but it's also it's similar in vain to the reverse bear trap, where you're like, holy fuck, I don't know what I would do in this scenario. That's also what makes it so great. It's like we got open on that, and arguably the kills after that build them up to that, but we still no. have a cool way to start with the movie. No, yeah, no, it does kind of follow more of the first movie's plot in in that it's more of like a police figuring things out kind of uh, storyline that happens after that, as opposed to just being about the gore, but. Yeah. So, cool. Um, dumbest decision. Sticking both your hands in the razor box. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Addison wins. Yeah, sorry, girl, but you gotta, you can't just do it. You gotta use your brain a little bit. And I'm pretty sure in that scene, you can see a key taped on the box or like stuck to the box somewhere, too. Um, <laughs> So, which just makes it even more stupid. Like, she literally just saw the end of it and went for it instead of taking two seconds to use her eyeballs. Whatever. Whatever. Uh. I think there's also a brief moment, too, when Abby goes into the furnace where the tape plays and it says, uh, once you're in hell, only the devil can help you out or something. And then inside the furnace, there's a valve that has a picture of the devil next to it. So if he had just taken one second to look around, he might have been able to <laughs> fire off and save himself. But I guess that's also kind of a very jigsaw thing. Is like, no, I'm not going to be obvious about it. I'm, I'm going to give all the hints that if they decide not to take my hints, then fuck yeah. up. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I think two cops get electrocuted was pretty dumb. <laughs> like, come on. It's jigsaw. You should know better. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, though, they don't give a lot of the cops intelligence in these movies. It's kind no, of... No, no. They're action. Yeah. They're, they're dumb, almost on purpose. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see here. Uh, don't have to give us a score. I'll go with an 8 out of 10. It's fine. Yeah. It's a fun movie. There's so many iconic pieces in the film for however... However many mistakes that are made, it picks up well after the first movie, and Faustman gives it almost its own identity going forward. Mm -hmm. A new identity, a a glossier, obviously glossier and and bigger one, but I think it works. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm not going to give this one a higher score than the first movie, because the first one still holds a very special place in my heart, Um, but I think 8 is a good score for this. It it is, it is more polished, and there's definitely uh, more visual things going on. Um, I kind of wish it did maybe follow uh, more of a storyline with a little more... Well, though, this one does have some very good twisty turny, so maybe, you know, I changed my mind. I'm going to give this one a 9 like the first one. Okay. I think, like, both movies are good for different reasons. Although, I'm going to give this one an 8, because, I don't know, I just, for me, this movie is quite essentially what I think of when I think of Saw. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. I could, I honestly feel like probably a lot of people think that way, too. This is, like, the first one is, like, the kickoff, but this one is, like, classic Saw, you know? 
and don't get me wrong, like, the first movie's good, but for me, it's kind of like Friday the 13th in the sense that, like, the first Friday the 13th is not what I think of. I think of the second Friday the 13th, and, like, mm-hmm. that's the one that kind of sets the bar for, like, the movies coming. In this case, I don't think the sequels are as good as 2 or the original, but I think 2 kind of tells you, like, this is what this franchise is going to be going forward. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't even really talk about, like, the... We talked about uh, the reveal of Amanda being, mm-hmm. like, Jigsaw's helper, but we didn't really talk about the other twist, which is that, yeah, this whole time Eric Matthews thinks his son has been kidnapped and is going through all these trials, but in reality, he's in a safe. Yeah. Like, like right a next to near him. Yeah. yeah. And if he had actually just sat down and listened to Jigsaw instead of just going off anger and beating the shit out of him, then he would have realized and the safe would have opened and he would have got his son back and honestly yeah. they would have arrested Jigsaw there and it probably would have been done and over with mm-hmm. but instead he beats the shit out of him goes away somewhere else to this I guess it's like the warehouse that connects to the bathroom of the first like it's I still am not fully wrapping my head around the geography of where yeah I know it's a little muddled um, and then he gets locked in the same bathroom from the first movie and you see the decayed corpse of Adam um, where you kind of realize that he never got saved, um, which I think is also kind of a cool reveal. Um, like, just seeing that room again and seeing that, that it was kind of open-ended. Well, kind of open-ended in the first one where you're like, there is a chance, maybe, that he could get out of there. Even though he's the door is closed on him and he was left for dead, he's still alive at the end of the movie, so there's a chance. And then you see this movie and you're like, fuck, no, never mind. He, he just died in that room, which is fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I did, yeah, this movie does have its twist concerns and a little bit of extra polish, which I think maybe is why it's probably the best one in the series. Yes. I think for different reasons than the first movie. Like, I can see why people really like the first movie and say that one's the best. Like, I wouldn't ever say that someone's wrong for thinking that, but just for me personally, I'm like, yeah, for me, it's the, the second movie, so. Yeah. First one really relies on its, uh, story elements and reveals. Um, which, if there was a little more polish, I think it probably would have been the, the best one in the series, but because of how a little rough around the edges it is, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to see that sometimes. Yeah. Cool. Well, Steve, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, at the Dad. I'm also there on, uh, on uh, Letterboxd as well. Uh, my website is stevestepping.ca, and I'm on uh, The Shift with Shane Hewitt every Thursday at 11 p.m. Pacific time uh, across Canada. I'm over at DreamBurners.com almost every other day. We've got new content going up. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to be reviewing next week. Probably The Bad Guys. And probably that new Nicolas Cage movie. I'm so psyched for that movie. Yeah. I'm hoping the Limer can do West plays it, but I don't... Actually, I think I saw it on their showtime, so... That's a little too behind the scenes. But, anyways. <laughs> oh, Taylor, where do people find you on the internet? Um, Instagram and Twitch, my username is Techronomicon, I'm Circeanic on Letterboxd, and I have a blog that I update if I do anything else exciting, uh, circeanic.home.blog. Nice. Cool. Well, with that said, everyone, we'll see you all next time where we have a double feature of Larry Cohen, Michael Moriarty, um, collaborations, Q, The Winged Serpent, and The Stuff. Uh, both are movies that I absolutely adore, and I can't wait to talk about them. So. And Kevin Taylor's coming on for this for the stuff. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah. I have Kevin Schultz. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, same guy, same okay. guy. Okay. Kevin Taylor, Kevin Schultz, same guy. Okay. <laughs> Just wanted to be clear. I'm like, uh, 
did I write the name down wrong? But yes, we have a guest on for the stuff. So yeah, a friend of mine from the early podcasting days. Nice. Well, yeah. We'll we'll talk about those moves then. But uh, until next time, everybody. Bye for now.